This is not a podcast, and we are not playing D and D. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and mine. Welcome to Make Believe Heroes, which is a podcast where we do play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host, Paul, and I'm joined, per the usual, by my four friends. Hey guys, it's Jeremy. I play Lorik Darkbolt. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall. I'm Alan, and I play Jemalil Karth. I'm Red, and I play Kellen. That's us, and we play Dungeons and Dragones. Dragones. Shall we begin? Please. So before we do, I would like to mention it is flu season. Last <laughs> couple of episodes, I had all the goopies. This week, Jim has all the goopies. So I assume we'll probably be cycling through the next few weeks, all of us being sick from one to the next. So We transfer it in our recording sessions. Yeah, through Google Hangouts. Apparently, it's it's not safe. High elves never get sick. And I don't have the flu because I don't have a fever, but I do have all the other symptoms. So, what's a goopy? It's goops. That sounds disgusting. That's what it is. Last time we played, our four adventurers, along with Guy and I guess Charlie, traveled across the drylands, going through the final days of their trip through this pretty difficult terrain in search of a group of orcs that had captured some family members and friends from the tribe of a quartet of half-orc barbarians. At the end of our last session... They found the encampment of the orcs that they were tracking, and our group moves stealthily forward toward the group of orcs. But, before we do anything else, I would like to commence with the commemorative rolling of the giant blue d20. Oh yeah. Which yeah. I now hold in my hand. You're welcome. Shall we begin? Let's do it. Roll that, baby. Please. Roll no. it. I rolled an 18. Ooh, we're all gonna die. We are. We're gonna die. That's bad. Right before a combat <laughs> encounter. Yeah, you know, what's funny, if you'll go back to our first episode, I rolled a natural 20 on that opening mm-hmm. roll, and mm-hmm. I did not not roll a single die the entire game. But this time, oh, this <laughs> time, there shall be dice rolled. Bring it on. Rolling. What if someone steals your dice before you get the chance to roll? Well, I have many. All of them. I guess I have to download an app. And and also they steal your phone. I guess I'll we'll stop recording. I don't know. <laughs> so Fang, Thorn, Grip, and Slash, your new half-orc pals, are leading the six of you forward toward this hideout that Thorn had discovered at the end of our last episode. As you move toward it, the orcs have gone into full hunter mode, okay? You can tell just immediately, those of you that are observing, as it's going toward the evening and you guys are moving forward northwest, Fang, Thorn, and Grip especially just go into kind of like a single mindset of stealth. Now, while Thorn is obviously, he seems to be the most adept, all of them kind of fall in behind him. So, to begin, I need everyone to make me a stealth check. And we're going to do this as a group skill check, okay? So the way it's going to work is, everyone roll me a skill check for stealth, and if half of you pass, then you succeed. Lork rolled an 18 on the dice. 
Okay. He has a plus three, so that's a 21. I rolled a 12 on the dice, plus six, so that's an 18. I got a 12 total, so thanks for the high rolls, Gus. Yeah, I got a 14 total. Hmm. Okay. What about Guy? Guy got a 15. Actually, no, that's a 16. Guy's such a goat. Fang got a 10. Charlie got a non-natural 20. Okay, and Thorn got like a 22. What? The grip got a natural twenty. Dang. Okay, so we're we're well over half of us succeeding on our stealth throws here, with a natural twenty, a non-natural twenty, a twenty-two, and so on and so forth. We're all in good shape. So you guys are moving very stealthily toward the orc encampment. Are you speaking as you do so? That's not how stealth works. No, uh, I'm looking over at Thorn and like giving these weird hand signals that he seems to un- understand. I'm just kind of like... Yeah, Thorn nods as if he completely understands, but truthfully, he has no idea what you're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I break into song. Didn't we establish a plan? Yeah, yeah. more or less, yeah. We, yeah, we did. Shock troops first, archers behind, target the wizard, try to rescue the people first. You did, but Fang said that before you all made any actual movements, you were going to get closer so that you could get a really good look. So Lark is just going to have his wand out. He's going to be paying uh, very close attention to all the shadows, looking for any forward scouts of any kind. So you're, you would say that you're trying to be perceptive? Yes, he's definitely trying to see what, you know, are there any orcs in the trees? Because this could be a problem. Roll me a perception check. Because cool. I will mention, like I said last time, you're starting to see some greenery. And there are the occasional small trees, bushes, and things like that. So there are some potential hiding places as you all are moving forward. I got another 18 on the dice. Okay, so what is your perception? Plus 3, 21. Not bad, not bad. So, there you go. You guys are moving forward. Kellen's making some weird signals. The scenery's changing. Lorik, you're kind of keeping your eye out for potential hiding places, and you actually spot, up way up ahead, you spot a tree. You think that you might have seen some movement. Guys, over there, over there, over there, up against the, up against the tree. Keep it down, Lark. I think there's an orc. Thorn immediately cuts off of the group and takes off at a sprint. I told you all last time that where you're at now is kind of more hilly, and he he's kind of taking a vantage point around it. Paul, I, I was gonna say I want to follow him. Okay, with or without Charlie? Uh, without Charlie, I'm gonna like hop off Charlie and take off. Yeah. Okay, Kellen, you hop off of Charlie and you take off in a bead, following Thorn. The two of you kind of circle around while Fang immediately kind of holds his arms out and takes a knee to squat down so that you all don't have great visibility of where Lorik believes he saw someone. You know, you can hide. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Thorn and Kellen, you all take kind of a long route around and come up from behind the tree, but you don't approach it. You get to where you can get a better look, and now that you are on the other side, you can see clearly there is an orc standing there. He's wearing ripped-up cloth and maybe some leather. He has a sword, a short sword on his side, and a bow that is still strapped across his back. He doesn't even have it drawn. He looks like he's eating something. Okay. Thorn looks back at you and very, very quietly. You can hear him very well. You can tell that he's used to communicating in stealth. All right, we need to move up here quickly. We need to execute this fool before he notices that we're there. You know what I'm saying? The danger is that if he, if he somehow alerts his camp. I understand. I understand. Sorry, I'm trying to whisper, but I understand. Are you trying to talk like me? Is that what's happening here? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's hard to talk when you're being stealthy. I understand. Here's what we're going to do. We're both going to draw on him. And we're both going to shoot at the same time. As soon as your arrow leaves, 
go into a dead sprint. Weapons drawn. Okay. Okay. I understand. I draw my bow. Okay, draw it. Roll me an attack roll. Miss. Oh, no. Nat 20, bruh. Oh, oh is my. it really? He rolled a 19 Ooh. without his modifier, so Beautiful. both of us hit. Yeah, boys. Slaying orcs. Boy. Okay, so both of our arrows are good. Let's go ahead and roll that damage, shall we? Yours is 2d8. That's a 7, and then a 3, plus 4. Get wrecked. So that's 14 damage? 14 damage. Okay, he rolled and got 9 damage, so that's a total of 23 damage. Just right out the gate. So what happens is, you both draw... And Kellen, you're just you're so amped up with the desire to impress this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. It's like time slows down. Both of your arrows leave at the exact same moment, but yours has just a little bit of a lead on his. And yours hits this orc as he's leaning down, like taking a bite of this media in his hands. It hits him right in the temple, and his head kind of rocks to the side. And when it does, his arrow hits a split second later and goes right into his eye socket. Goodness gracious. Mm. Yes. You guys take off at a dead sprint, but he slumps to the ground dead long before you get there. Do the arrows touch inside his head? Yes. <laughs> but just slightly. As you guys run toward it, Thorn's like, wow, what a shot. That was awesome. That was that was amazing. Man. That was impressive, I'm not going to lie. And it's, it's hard to impress me with a bow and arrow, because I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty good with one myself. Yeah, that, you were amazing. It's like we're awesome. I don't, I don't know how to, else to explain it. Did we just become best friends? Did we just become <laughs> best friends? Well, I'm, I'm, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. And he runs up, and he grabs the orc, and immediately starts pulling him into this bush. All right. I, I try to help him the best I can. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. he's obviously much stronger than you, but the two of you are able to get the orc in there and kind of stow the body away. I want to see if he has gold. Loot those bodies. He doesn't have any gold. Dang it. Okay. There's really nothing on him that would be worth anything to you. There's a, b- a bow and arrow, but it's not a good one. Okay. Yeah. I help him hide the body, and uh, okay. I guess I'm going to regroup. Rendezvous. He says, all right, let's head back stealthily. All right. I'm not going to make you roll for it, but you all kind of swing back around quickly to your group. You get there, and Thorn, as soon as he runs up, he goes to Fang. He says, all right, we, we found a scout, but we took, I believe we took him out. I believe he's taken care of. All right, I appreciate it. Did you happen to see anything else that looked like we're in any more danger? Are there more scouts, do you believe? Not as far as we saw. It looked like they only have one scout, as far as we could tell. I believe he's probably right. There's a good chance there's a scout uh, watching from other directions, but I'd say if we go quickly from this direction, we'll be able to get there before they notice that that guy's been killed. All right, let's move out. Let's continue to follow me and just be careful and keep your eyes open. And he takes off again. Okay. You all continue on forward toward the camp. And it's a little bit of a, of a walk, not far. I mean, you're close enough now that you're running into centuries, so you're close. So after a short walk, you see what Thorn described. It looks like you're going up, up onto a hill, but it kind of comes up to a peak and cuts off. And Thorn quickly motions to Fang and lets him know that that is the overhang of the cave where these orcs have holed up for the night. So Fang quickly stops, kind of pulls you all together in a huddle, and there's like a small little crop of bushes off to the side and he goes over there and you you guys kind of get up and where you can hide in them and he says all right i want you kellen and you thorn to go up there and see if you can get a good look at how many orcs we can expect yes sir last time thorn told you all that he saw seven or eight but he didn't get a good look basically when he saw the camp he took a quick scan and took off what if there's 20 roaring orcs so 20 roaring orcs this cave or whatever is there is there a way to get up 
into it, like into the top interior? It's not so much a cave as it's like, it is a cave, but it doesn't go very deep. So if you all go on top, you can basically look down in. It's basically just kind of like half of a roof where they can set up a camp. Okay. Is that is what I'm saying making sense? Yeah, that's make, uh, it makes sense. So, Thorn and Kellen go forward slowly approaching. I am going to need you to make me a stealth check here. Oh, no. That is a 15 plus my stealth, which is a plus 6, so a 21. Thorn also rolls plenty high enough. I think you actually got like a 21. So there you go. You all are slowly approaching the edge of this outcropping going over this little encampment. And as you do, you can smell smoke rising and some sort of a meat cooking. It doesn't really smell good. Smell like people? Not, I what mean, is, what I does it know. smell like? I don't, guess you would, I don't guess you would know. It kind of has an acrid smell to it, you know, like acidic and stinky. Ooh. It doesn't smell like sweet cooked meat. It just kind of stinks. Like rotten meat. Old. Yeah, maybe. You, sure. You're approaching, and you, Thorn kind of gets down and, like, military crawls on his elbows over the edge and slowly peeks his head over and looks down. Meat's back on their menu, boys. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what you see is a camp. Okay. There is a fire pit in the middle of the camp, and it's burning, and there is some sort of a rudimentary spit built over the top of it. And there are a number of orcs that you can immediately spot. You immediately see eight of them right here up next to the fire, yelling, talking. You can hear them. You can smell them as close as you are now. I mean, you're looking right over top of them. Okay. They're kind of, a couple of them are over here kind of talking and, and, you know, laughing and carrying on and eating meat and drinking some kind of grog. One of them is sitting like over in the back, kind of whittling on something looks like. One of them is sitting over onto the right side. And this one looks older. It's wearing some sort of a type of robe. And it has two other ones standing there in front of him. He's sitting down and talking to them. And the other two of them are standing in front of him kind of with their arms crossed, like talking and nodding their heads and listening. So they're spread out. But as you scan the area and you look off to the right of the encampment, a little bit out from under the roof, really it's like it's placed just out from under the roof. There is a group of prisoners. I mean, that's that's immediately what you see it as. There are tied hand and feet kind of like hog tied basically their hands are tied behind their back their feet are tied together and then their feet are tied to their hands standing by them are two more orcs so that takes it up to 10 okay which you can see not counting any scouts or sentries that may or may not be out there are at least 10 down there that you can see right now some of them look kind of your standard issue orc a couple of them look different almost like captains i would assume or uh Higher ranking. Probably, yeah. Okay. Thorn just kind of looks over at you, gives you a signal that you immediately recognize, means, okay, that's, let's go. Okay. So I slowly head back. I rush ahead and scream, Jimmy! <laughs> I killed Jimmy. <laughs> uh, they get back to you guys, and Thorn quickly relays the information to all of you sitting there of what you all have seen. Killing helps. So, so, so we should just. Attack on the side of the prisoners and, and take the prison. How many people? How many? How many orcs were, were, were right next to the prisoners? Uh, there was about two of them. Yeah, there was two over there by the prisoners, but there was at least eight more, and, and they weren't far from each other. It's not like they were off way by themselves. I mean, we're talking like ten steps. Sure, sure, sure. But if if we can get the jump on them, we can take out the two by the prisoners, and and some of us, one of us, can try to cut the prisoners loose while the others are fighting. Sure, but was it your original plan for us to attack from the left side and kind of get their attention while some of you snuck around from the back and tried to steal the prisoners? 
Right, right. That's what I mean. So here's what we need to know. Who is going to rush in from the left flank? And who's going to come in from the back and try and get the prisoners? I'm obviously going to go on the left. Mm. I could call some mayhem. <laughs> I was going to say, I could attempt to go and get the prisoners. You know, I'm really small and I've got some stealth. So I could try and do that. So me and Kellen go for the prisoners and and the rest of you go and, and cause a ruckus? Thorn speaks up. I'm definitely going after the prisoners as well. Slash steps up. He's like, I'm going for the prisoners also. Lork, you'll be going with me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fang says, you really think that he should be with us? Are you going to attack with us from the left? Yeah, of course. Not he really. kind of looks at Lorik and then looks back at you and he goes, look, you all can decide for yourselves, but tactically, to me, it makes more sense for him to be with them. Whichever way he's safer. I think I should help Killen. Killen. Okay. As long as you don't die. Sounds good to me. See you in the middle of the camp. What about you, Jim? I want to be part of the distraction. I have a plan. All right, so me, Grip, Jim, Savants, we're all going from the left side. Slash, Thorn, Lorik, and Kellen are going from the right side. All the orcs turn and look at Guy. <laughs> I think Guy should go with me. I think maybe I should stay in the bushes. <laughs> no, you're right. Look, I, you're right. I need, I need to help. I need, I need to help. You have, you have your bow, and and if. Worst comes to worst, I'll let you borrow a wand, and you, you can magic missile someone. He looks at Kellen and says, what about Charlie? You, you, you think Charlie could could help us on the left side, Kellen? I mean, a bear's not very stealthy. Kellen's going to just walk up to Charlie, and uh, he's going to touch him on the cheek, and that yellow magic is going to appear once again in his hand when he touches Charlie. And he's not going to say anything, but in his mind, he's going to say for Charlie to go with the other group and help attack them. Charlie kind of gives you mm-hmm. a bit of a quiet one, you know, because you are hiding, obviously. Mm-hmm. Stealthy bear. Stealthy mm-hmm. bear, indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fang looks at the group, meets the eye of everyone there, and the sun is now on its descent. It's well, it's actually, it has almost completely descended, and it is now right at dusk and Fang says let's go get some orcs and he gets up and leads you guys off to the left okay right now let's go ahead and let's roll initiatives here we go which one's that one that's the one with the initiative you roll a d20 and then you add your initiative modifier to it that's a 21 where was that a minute ago (laughs) it worked out you know (laughs) and and that's a 21 on the dice that's not Right. That, that, that's possible. <laughs> got it. I got a five on the dice, and my modifier is a three, so Lorik's initiative is an eight. Guy got an 11, so he's just in front of you. I got an 18 on the dice. My initiative is a four, so 22. Sermet's got an 18 total. Who got a 22? Kellen. Kellen got a 22. Okay. So Fang, Servants, Charlie, Grip, and Jim all take off for the left side. And when the first couple steps, Fang is just kind of walking, but then he takes off into a sprint. And you guys are going to run around the left side of this hill, and then you're going to just charge into the camp, right? So are we just making noise, trying to... Well, number one, Fang is in the front with Grip kind of right behind him. And I'm assuming, Servants, are you pretty much in the front as well? Yeah. Okay, and then I'm going to say Charlie behind them, and then Jim, you in the back probably? Yeah, I'm in the back. Okay. 
You guys are running around the side, and about the time that you all are within eyeshot of the orcs that you've come around where you've got a straight shot forward, Fang is going to let out a war cry. As he does that, I want to cast Minor Illusion and cause the sound of a marching army to sound like it's coming from our direction. I like it. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm going to have you do right now, Jim. Roll me uh, an intimidation check. With advantage. So, with advantage, uh-huh. that intimidation check... Oh, boy. ...is a 10. Okay, well, I just rolled one roll for the group concerning their wisdom save, and I rolled a five on the dice. Ooh! Yeah, yeah! So they're all intimidated by you. Yeah. As Fang kind of brandishes his great axe into the air and lets out a, a yell, so does grip behind him brandishing his hammer and probably all of you i'm assuming just kind of let out that cry and jim just whips up a soldier's storm of noise as you all are pounding toward these orcs and you immediately see fear just flash across their faces and they are what here's what you see you see all of them quickly you see them like jumping up some of them are like falling over trying to run over and grab their weapons and you five are going to get a surprise attack that's what's going to happen so the other four of you, I'm assuming, have taken off toward the right side, or the other five of you, I should say, and are kind of waiting for that moment. Yep, that's right. You are not going to take a surprise round because you're waiting for them to get the attention of all the orcs. So the five of you rush in. Jim, you go first. So I'm looking around. I see orcs, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of orcs. Lots of orcs. Uh, is there any that looks particularly leaderly? Sure, there are a couple on the other end toward the back that look different. Would you say that they are within 120 feet of me? I would say that they are. Okay, then I hold up my orb and cast Eldritch Blast. I just had a feeling. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Very nice. So, which who are you going to attack? Which one? There's one that's heavily armored and one that's wearing like a robe. I'm going to attack the Roby one. Okay. I got a 10. Okay, that's your total? That's my total. That is not a success. You're not a success. <laughs> okay, is that the end of your turn? I'm going to try to, after that, try to find somewhere where I'm not clearly visible. All right, Servants. Servants? That's true. Off the wall? Who's that? That's you. Get him off the wall. Okay, so... What I want to do is, as a bonus action, I want to use Divine Smite. Okay. And sprint up and hit whichever one is the closest in the front with my pike. Okay. The closest would have been some of the ones that are, tr- like, rushing around trying to grab weapons. Yeah, those ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. That's a natural one. Did you- oh, no. Mm. Okay. You rush forward trying to get to one, okay? But what you didn't notice is one of the ones in the back is totally not surprised by you all. He's watching, and he's not moving forward, not running around. He is standing completely still, and his hands are running together. In fact, it's the one that the spell that Jim just fired off went past, kind of went right past his head, and he seemed mainly unmoved by that. Oh, no. And he is going to... Lift his hands towards you and cast a spell in reaction. Mm. And I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. Oh, no. 
It's an eight. You got a four on the dice. That's not enough. So he casts Bane on you. And basically what that does is your next attack roll, actually for the next minute, as long as he's got concentration on this, I think. What it does is anytime you make an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, you have to roll a d4 and subtract that number from the attack. Wow. So you're a little bit nerfed right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that ends your turn. So now it is Fang's turn. Fang comes rushing forward and grabs the first orc that he sees, yelling as he rushes forward. And he he's not actually going to grab it. He runs up, bringing his axe, swinging down toward its head. And he rolled a 24. Oh, get him, Fang. So he brings his axe down into the neck of the orc, and he does him eight damage. Then, just per the use, he uses his axe as momentum to bring the orc forward, and he tries to bite him on the other side of the neck. Oh, boy. That is so awesome. And he does. He bites him. I mean, his name is Fang. This is true. Sure. It's, it's good. It, he didn't grow great on that, but that is... Uh, actually, that's just enough. He rips out his jugular. Yes. And one orc falls down to the ground and is bleeding out onto the dirt. Okay. So now it is Grip's turn. Grip is going to run past Fang and try and get the next one. He rolled a 15. And... Does it hit? Does it hit? Does it hit? That is a hit. Yeah. Boy. So he's going to roll that damage. He... He kind of does like a little bit of a spin attack with his axe and kind of tries to basically bury the head of his hammer into one of these fools. I like it. Non-damage. Man. Get wrecked. He hits him, and the orc goes flying onto the ground. He's not dead, but he was kind of mid-run when he hit him. So that's the end of his turn. So we have come full circle, and it's now regular initiative. That's the end of the surprise round, okay? (laughs) The first thing that's going to happen is... Okay, the five of you on that side are now approaching from the other side. What are you going to want to do? Okay, I want to I want to see how close are any of the orcs to the the prisoners. Right now they're still kind of in disarray. The two that were standing over by the prisoners are in the middle of grabbing some weapons over next to the fire. So they've stepped away from the prisoners, but not more than like 20 feet away. Get them, Kelly. Get them. I have an idea, but I don't know how well it would work. Honestly. Okay. Is there a possibility that I could get Thorn to throw me up into the air? Oh, no. Like, high up into the air. Um, why? A little fastball special? What I'm thinking about <laughs> doing is having him throw me up into the air and letting me aim my bow and arrow at the ground, and I'm going to attempt to use the spell Hail of Thorns and try to get the back of the orc group with the spell. What spell? Hail of Thorns. Hail of Thorns. Yeah. You, you don't necessarily have to be thrown into the air to do that. What would be easier, because you're coming around an outcropping that goes over this, you could kind of jump off of the side into the air. Okay, I was I was just making sure I didn't want to hit, like I didn't want to have to almost hit the other side, because that's, that's what I'm getting at, is we're kind of pinching them right now. Yes. Yeah, that's... You're not going to hit the other side. Okay, that's what I wanted to make sure. I want to hit as many orcs as I can with this spell. Okay. Is there a specific person that I can hit to, you know, kind of hit as many as possible? You can try and aim for the two that were guarding these guys that are close together. All right, so I'm going to aim for for one of them. I'm sorry this is confusing. (laughs) No, you're fine. 
All right. It's a big group. Anything like this is going to take some talking it out. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm going to aim for the two that are getting getting their weapons. I'm going to aim for them. Do it. You aim for the closest one? Yeah, that's a 16. That's a hit. Roll me the damage. That's an 8 plus 4. So, 12. 12 damage on him. Whoa, that is a hard hit. You hit him in the back of the neck. Mm, beautiful. And when you do, he trips toward the fire, but he doesn't All go right. into the fire or anything, and he's like trying to scramble up with a weapon, but it's like his body is not working right. You've mortally wounded him. He's not dead, but he is in bad shape. Now they need to make what kind of a save for the thorns? Uh, the next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack, before the spell ends, it creates a rail of thorns. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, they're making the save now. What's the spell save DC? 13. One of them saves and the other does not. Okay. I'll say that the one that you hit does not. Alrighty. I roll a d10 and they take half damage. If they succeeded. Right, but the failed one still takes full damage. Yeah, the failed one takes full. Alright, that's a 7. The one that you shot in the back of the neck, he hits the ground, and he's like trying to scramble up, and his body's not working right, and then the arrow like splinters and explodes in all these thorns, and that just gives it just enough drive to push the tip into his brain, and he slumps on his face dead with his butt sticking up yeah. in the air. Yeah! Oh, wow. Amazing. The other one takes three damage, and he's kind of rushing forward to grab his sword, and when he reaches down to grab it, some of those thorns just get him in the hand. And he takes a little bit of damage. Sweet. It is Jim's turn. That's me. Yes, it is. So I am going to aim at the same dude and do an Eldritch Blast. This time, I hold my orb a little bit higher and whisper a little bit louder. (laughs) Okay. And I roll a 17 plus 6. That's 23. Who are you trying to attack again? The same one? Uh, Yes, the Roby one. Okay, that's a hit. That's a hit. Frigia. Mm. Hit him. Hit him. Get him. Hit him. Get him. Now I roll Dimash. Yes. Three. <laughs> he takes three damage. Yeah, he does. All right. Is that the end of your turn? I kind of blow on my orb a little bit, just like... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say there's like some some bushes and things like that, and you were trying to take half cover, right? Yeah, I was trying to hunker down, you know? What does that give you, a plus two to your AC? Something like that. Double check that for me while we move on. I'll do that. Sir Vance, it's your turn. My turn already? It is your turn. Wow. It's going to be a difficult turn. You guys had a uh, surprise round of blood. Wow. Yeah. Came back around quick for you guys. Okay, so here's how this one works. That, well, you know what? He's got to make a constitution save because he just took damage. Yeah. Uh, he saved, so he maintains concentration. So if you make an attack roll, you have to subtract a d4 from it. Darn. But go ahead. Well, the way that uh, spell that I used earlier works is it, you don't really actually use it until you hit someone, basically. Yes, so it's it's fine. I'm just going to try to do the same thing. Cause I'm already standing there, just stab this guy in front of me with my pack. Okay. Oh. You kind of staggered when that dude hit you with a spell. But now you rush forward toward the one, kind of trying to shake this odd feeling off in your head as he turns around with an axe in hand. So what'd you get on the, on the 20? It's a 16. You're going to roll a d4 now. Oh. Minus 2. 
It's 14. So is that a 14 total? Yes. That's a hit. Yes. Wow. Yep, just barely. That's what I was thinking. Roll the damage. Okay. So that's seven damage plus what two d sixes or is it two d eights? I think it's two d eight. It is two d eights. Two d eight. So just roll me that total damage. Okay, total is eight from the divine smite and seven from the attack. So that's fifteen. So how does it look when you mm. kill him? <laughs> when I kill him. Yes. So the, it's kind of similar to the way I killed that uh, dog the last time. Yeah. Except this guy, I just don't. I don't hesitate to just take him out. I just stab it straight into his head, and his head explodes with divine energy. Hmm. His head explodes. Yeah. When that happens, Fang is rushing up toward another one of the orcs. Now that you guys are kind of in the mix of it, they're all getting a hold of their weapons. A couple of them are rushing toward now that are fully armored, okay? There's at least two, maybe three, that are pretty well equipped. The rest of them seem kind of like grunts, except, of course, for the one in the back that's robed and casting spells. So Fang, after he just ripped the throat out of this one, immediately rushes forward, and he just instinctively goes for the one that looks the meanest. And he rushes toward one of them that is very heavily armored that is rushing toward him, brandishing a longsword. Wow. He totally misses. Mm. So this guy actually rushes forward, and he's got a longsword. And as he does, he's actually not running. He's kind of just walking forward with purpose. He reaches back from his back and pulls his shield off and brings it forward right as Fang clashes into him with the great axe. He misses with the axe, and when he kind of lunges onto him to try and grab him, this orc pretty easily bats him away. He looks completely unfazed by him. So Thorn, coming in from behind with you all, is going forward. He immediately rushes in, starts cutting the hands and feet loose of some of the prisoners that are on the ground. Good. I'm going to roll just a couple of 20s. He cuts one hand loose on his turn, and he goes to a second one, going just for their hands, not their feet. Mainly, he's just trying to cut their hands loose so they can get their feet loose on their own. There right. are, now that you're this close, those of you on that side, you can see there are actually more like 13 to 15 of these people. Some are children, some are wow. you know, older women. There are some men here. It looks like there might actually be some people here that aren't half-orcs. Interesting. That they're just covered in dirt and bruises and beat. So now the guy over there with the robe, the guy that took a little bit of damage, he scans the area. Any of you that are looking at him, which probably isn't very many of you, his eyes are like a bright greenish color, and they have slits a cat's eye. Beautiful. Very creepy looking. Hey, Lork is definitely paying attention. He cast a spell. He kind of hovers forward. Oh, no. Is that a hovers? He kind of hovers forward, yeah. And he, he just cuts right between where any of the enemies are and goes right toward the bush where Jim is hiding. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> and he reaches Jim. out and grabs you, Jim. He kind of, like, l- launches onto you, cackling. <laughs> And you need to make me a wisdom saving throw. I want to make you a wisdom saving throw. So I roll this star, and then I add, it's nine. It's just a nine. You are cursed, Jim. You're cursed. And while you are cursed, at the beginning of each of your turns, you have to make a wisdom save. And if you fail, you waste your action doing nothing. <laughs> Alrighty then. That's the actual joy noise Jim makes. <laughs> the good news is, as this spell goes on to you, Sir Vance, you feel your head clearing up and you're no longer under the bane. Yeah, boy. He was ticked about you uh, 
doing that mess to him. You know what I'm saying? No, just just he wait. Just he wait. Just he wait. And now the big guy with the shield, he is going to make an attack on Fang with his long sword. Oh, no. Orc on half-orc. We'll miss you, body McBots. That's a hit. Oh. Yeah, boy. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no, boy. Oh, snap. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. That's only non-damage. Only non-damage. Only non. No big deal. He steps up, grinning, after he kind of knocked Fang to the side and slashes at him with his longsword. And then he kind of brings a spin around and slashes at him again. Hitting him for a second time. Ooh. Wow, that one is 12 damage. Oof. So he just took 21 damage in one turn. Ah, that is is a dangerous beast right there. He is then going to yell out something just guttural and orcish and he does fang is stepping back and trying to parry with his great axe but he's not doing a great job and when this guy lets out a yell fang's eyes get real big and two of the other orcs that are standing there turn around with their swords and make an attack Hmm. one of them attacks grip he misses one of them attacks sir vance he misses wow they both missed that really sucks missed me there you go. That is the end of his turn. Now the other one that is dressed similarly is going to rush forward, and he's going to attack Servants. Try me. Stay alive, Servants. What's your AC? 16. You are hit, sir. Darn. For a total of five damage. Wow, that, was a, that rolled two ones. Woo. Thank God. Z swings at you again. And you said it was what? What's your AC? 16. Ooh, just a miss. So you're able to parry the second one. Yeah, boy. Then he lets out a yell. Are you for real? Yeah. This time, the one that tried to attack you, or that tried to attack Fang, makes an attack. He misses. The one that attacked you a second ago, it makes an attack, Servance, and he hits you. Quit it. He hits you four? (laughs) Wow, really? Yep, he hits you four, 11 damage. Wow. And then the one that attacked Grip hits him, and he takes 11 damage. Wow. So, that was rough. That was very rough. Now the that orcs that attacked you, Servants, and that attacked Grip are going to take their turns in attacking. <laughs> oh, he hits you, Servants. Wow, I'm dead. What's your AC? Or, I mean, what's your hit health? You're, you're at 16 hit points? No, I'm at 18. Oh, okay. Well, you take five damage. The other one attacks Fang and misses. So, there you go. Wow. That is the end of their turn. We just watched like four orcs beat the crap out of Servants. Yeah. It's Guy's turn. Guy comes up with the short sword that killed him with him, and he is trying to cut someone free. He's going to roll for it. And he cuts someone free. So now three of the prisoners are loosed or being loosed. It is now Lorik's turn. Kelly, did you did you see what happened? Did you see what happened to Servants? Yeah, I saw I saw I saw what happened. How many orcs are right in front of me? Like Okay. All of them. There was one orc left by the fire. Yeah, I know that, but Yeah, there's there's one down by the fire, yeah. He's turned to face you all. That was the one that got the, the splinters from the thorn. Hell of thorns. Yeah, he's probably the closest to you. Okay. So the first thing. Lark's going to do is he's going to raise a wand. 
Okay. And point it at the nearest one, and he's going to cast Magic Missile at second level. Okay, roll it, or roll your damage. That's 4d4s plus 4. 4d4s. Huh, I got 3, 3, and 3 on the dice. Let me roll one more. Okay. And a 2. Okay, so that's 11 plus 4, so 15 damage. 15 damage. I, just, I mean, he's, dead. he's like, he's shaking anger because someone has hurt Cervantes, and he, he's not even really looking at the orc he's firing at. He just points his wand at him and fires four green bolts through the air, trying to, mm-hmm. right in the face, one in each eye and two in the mouth. And, and he's going to try to, he's going to spend his move walking up to the fire where, where that orc is. If he's dead or not dead, he's going to go straight there so he can have a better vantage point to help out surveillance. Okay. Did I kill him? You did kill him. Yeah, he's dead. I'm sorry. I said that. I thought, I didn't know you didn't hear it. You killed him. Nice. So when your, when your force darts hit him, they just punch holes in him, more or less. And he sinks back nice. on the fire and falls on the spit and it all just kind of splays out. Some of the coals spread around and he's just burning up dead. Mm, yummy. Tasty. Grip is going to go, and Grip is kind of scanning the area. And as he does, you hear this weird sound. And three orcs come running out of the back of the room. Oh, I'll say the room of the cave area. They're like half the height of normal orcs. They're almost like gnome size, if that makes sense. But they're, they're, they're visibly and very clearly orcs and just weird looking. And their skin is all bubbly and nasty looking. Oh, no. One of them rushes forward, and Grip, kind of seeing them, is, is freaked out by him. He grunts and steps forward to take a swing at one. He hits him, so he's going to bring his hammer down on this guy, and he does. He brings it right down onto the head of one of these things as it's rushing forward. And as soon as his hammer connects with it, it explodes. And from where he's standing, Grip as well as Cervantes, as well as Fang, all are going to have to make me a constitution saving throw. Oh my gosh. It's a 16 for me. Fang succeeds, Grip fails. So what happens is, as he rushes forward and brings his hammer down onto the head of one of these things, it explodes in this pop of green pus and it flies all over you guys it actually gets on your back servants from where you're standing and fang gets some on his right arm but he immediately kind of brushes it off whereas grip where he was standing so close takes the full brunt of it and let's see here this is not good servants you take seven damage are you serious yep i got a 16 and i failed nope you succeeded you took half damage oh and I'd still take That's seven damage. Half damage. Yep. This is going great. Grip takes 15 damage. And Fang takes seven damage. As this happens, the poison is burning onto your skin, and you all seem okay, but you see Grip kind of slump onto a knee or onto both of his knees and yell out as this poison acidic stuff is burning into his skin. And two more of these guys come running out from the back towards you all. And that's where we're going to end this session. Jeez. Oh my gosh, we're all going to die. <laughs> Things are looking rough. We're doing well, guys. <laughs> we're, we're winning. Yeah. I don't think we're winning. <laughs> Things are going rough. I think we're winning. This is going very badly. These orcs mean business. I'm dying. Is this the part where we run? <laughs> I do want to mention, I mean, we're, you know, we're wrapping this episode, but 
you can run in D and D. It is always an option. Of course, I'm not saying you should, but it's no, it's not. Nah. not it's an me. option. Not, not when there's half orc that won't run. You either win or you die. This has been Make Believe Heroes. Hope that you enjoyed it. I know that I enjoyed it. Hopefully, you guys had fun as well. So, if you liked a lot of these sound effects that you've heard tonight, want to use them at your table, you can find most of those at BattleBards.com. And if you're looking for some real good ambient music, another website, one that we use sometimes, is Tabletop Audio. You should check them out as well. They've been really great letting us use their stuff, and they definitely deserve more shout-outs than we've given them. So, check them out. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do so is on Twitter, at Podcast. That will be in the show notes, along with all those other things I just mentioned. And... I read an article recently, I think I tweeted it on Twitter, about podcasts getting started, the best way that you can help us. In fact, our number one way of reaching new people and spreading fandom for our show is by you guys who are listening to our show, writing us a five-star review on iTunes, and telling a friend. If you play D&D, tell your friends at the D&D table about our podcast. You know, if, if you like our show and you genuinely like what we're doing, help us out. Spread the word. That's basically the only way we're getting the word spread so anything that you do to help out the show you have all the power absolutely anything that you do to help out our show is greatly appreciated and we love you for it we absolutely love you for it and look forward to next week we'll see you next monday love you goodbye (laughs) 